Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Antelope Island State Park Podcast. My name is Trish and I am the park naturalist at Antelope Island. I hope that you're all enjoying your holidays. It is the first of the year, so I hope that you're on your way or have plans to get on your way to the Antelope Island first day hike. We're meeting at one o'clock today, January 1st at the Mountain View Trailhead, and I hope to see you all there. The new year is a really good time to look ahead with your hopes and goals and resolutions. Uh, But we also like to pause and really reflect on what went well and what lessons were learned in the year before. So today I'm talking about the highs and lows of 2023 at Antelope Island. We had some really great new amenities added to the park this year. We opened the archery range at the Gravel Pit Trailhead. This is a really great offering for local archers of all skill levels. There are targets from 20 yards for me (laughs) all the way up to 100 yards, and there is no fee to use this once you've entered the park. That opened in July, and that came with a lot of opportunities for learning We learned that the Antelope Island wind is a force unmatched by the shade sails that we installed over the picnic tables in that area. Uh, Within a week of the grand opening of the ribbon cutting, the sails were shredded and uh, even the metal mounting hardware that we used was destroyed. So we've upgraded (laughs) in this spring. When we reinstall those um, shade sails, we'll know uh, if it's going to work or not. We'll we'll see. And as with most major projects on the island, it was an all-hands-on-deck effort to get this thing ready for the big ribbon cutting. So I was able to dig some holes with a bobcat. Uh, Not so secret secret about me is that I love to run equipment so this was a treat another shade structure went up at the buffalo point deck you may notice some steel uh, posts up there this is one of my favorite places to do programs because the views up there are so amazing Uh, but the deck just gets blasted with the sun so it's really uncomfortable in the summer so we installed those steel posts uh, throughout the summer to hold you guessed it a shade sail We ordered the upgraded hardware this time, so this spring when we put it up, we'll all be watching to see if it works or not. If it does, it's going to be such a great place for ranger talks and activities. We cleaned out the storage sheds up there too, so we can store seating and props for programs. It's going to be really nice. Uh, Watch our website for information on programs happening up there this year. A less visible but so valuable improvement we made at the park was up above the bison corrals. If you've come out to the bison roundup before and made that loop around the hay barn after the bison are in, you can get a really close look of the bison. But you might remember all of the bison being in one great big pasture. Uh, The week we work the animals, we have to get them from that big pasture into the chevron section. For the last several years, we've had a group of bison who just refused to come in. Uh, They wouldn't come in for for hay or water. They just were very stubborn. Uh, And we'd have to go up in trucks and pressure them into the chevron system. And that as you can imagine, resulted in a lot of damage to our truck fleet. So before Roundup this year, we added some fencing and gates to break that large pasture into smaller sections so that we can more easily push the bison in if they're being stubborn. 
we still had to go up this year to encourage that last bunch of stubborn bison to come in. But in a narrower pasture, we were able to build a long fence out of corral panels, just temporary panels, and then walk them in easy peasy. Now, on the other end of the island, if you've been down to Fielding Gar Ranch recently, you may have noticed new roofs on the buildings there. Uh, roofing historic buildings isn't an easy feat. Uh, there was conflict with DFCM. That is the uh, state department that makes sure that our facilities are built to code. So it's important. Um, and SHPO, which is uh, the state historic preservation office shpo those folks make sure that all of the materials and techniques are historically accurate so historic accuracy doesn't always meet code requirements throw in seismic uh, requirements you can see why that gets tricky uh, down there, we also had some curbing installed in that picnic area of the ranch. We wanted to be able to really prioritize our watering so that we aren't spraying water on that entire area to keep the grass alive. Uh, there's now a really nice gravel path that goes between separate grassy picnic areas. This is going to make it really nice down there this summer to have a picnic. We have three new cottages that opened this year in the Bridger Bay Campground. These are essentially tiny houses that sleep up to six people comfortably. Uh, they have a refrigerator, microwave sink, dinette, uh, shower, a couch. They're really quite nice and comfortable. They have individual bedrooms and loft areas for sleeping. There are photos of those on our website, so take a look at those, and they're, they're so fun and cute and cozy. They're stocked with bedding and paper plates and such, so it's really a great offering for folks who want to stay with us but may not have access to an RV. And the footprint of these is no more than a fifth-wheel trailer, so they tuck right into the rest of the campground. Speaking of... The campground. Um, we're still learning. We're still learning. The bison are still turning on the water spigots in Bridger Bay Campground. You may remember from last year's uh, recap that we we threw out some some big boulders around those utilities to try to keep the bison away. I don't know. They've learned to tiptoe across those boulders. Um, they're still turning on the water. So we're still learning. We're we're gonna figure it out. Stay tuned. <laughs> We issued nearly 100 special use permits in 2023. This is for things like weddings and races and filming, um, stuff like that. One filming project that we hosted this year was a bit of a shock. Um, when we, <laughs> when it aired on national TV and we realized of, after it was too late, it had already aired, that the production wasn't entirely accurate in the messaging that it conveyed about our park. I watched it at the same time as one of my colleagues did. Uh, we were in separate houses, but we were texting each other while we were watching it. And there were a lot of, oh no's <laughs> going back and forth between us. Anyway, lessons are hard, right? Sometimes we are featured in beautiful car commercials and sometimes it's projects that we hope to never speak about again. Uh, on the wildlife front, our wildlife biologist, Steve Bates, offered several ranger talks in the campground this summer. This was a really fun and, and well-received addition to our programming. That, of course, came with its own set of challenges. Wind, again, uh, he had these beautiful presentations made to project onto a screen that he had mounted at the amphitheater between the two campgrounds in Bridger Bay. And they looked amazing when the wind wasn't gusting gustily 
as it does often out here. Also, fun fact, a laptop touch pad won't work when it's wet because it's raining. <laughs> Other, otherwise, they were all well attended and I learned so much. I wasn't able to attend all of them, unfortunately, but when I did, I always left with a notepad full of information. He really has his thumb on all things natural at Antelope Island. For the first time in years, we were able to host several kayak tours out of our marina. Uh, water levels in Great Salt Lake have been so low that it's been impossible to launch in prior years. But this year, we took full advantage of the record runoff and spent as much time as possible out on the lake. The weather wasn't always cooperative, of course, and several trips had to be canceled because of the wind. But overall, we got uh, a lot of folks on boats, and that makes me so happy for so many reasons. Now, you might remember that we brought in a couple batches of bighorn sheep recently. They are thriving, by the way. DWR, which is our sister agency, Wildlife, the Division of Wildlife Resources, flew over recently to do a count and counted several that didn't have collars, which means they were born on the island. So they're doing really well. Anyway, that second batch of bighorn sheep we brought in was from a people area. So they're not as shy as we're used to. It's been really nice. We had two this spring that were regulars around Bridger Bay and the visitor center. So it was a nice treat for us and our visitors to be able to see them so close without having to hike for miles and miles and miles and miles um, just for a chance to see them. Um, and uh, lots of folks do that and, and still strike out. So this was a nice treat. I haven't seen these two uh, sheep recently, but I'm sure they're out exploring other areas of the island. We were fortunate again this year to work with the Northwestern Band of Shoshone Nation on another project. The Antelope Island Junior Ranger booklet was completely reworked, and I think you're going to love it. Uh, Fiona Summers, who was a student at the University of uh, Utah studying environmental humanities, she uh, has graduated from that program and now works for uh, that department. Super exciting success. Anyway, um, Fiona spearheaded this project, so... When I say we reworked the Junior Ranger book, I really mean that Fiona and representatives from the Northwestern Band of Shoshone Nation reworked the Junior Ranger book. They all worked their tails off to create this booklet that teaches about the island and its resources in a fun way while representing and respecting what the land means to the Shoshone people. I'm really, really excited about this and I'm working to get it printed now, so we should be able to roll that out this spring. Okay, this last one is hard for me. 2023 was Jeremy Shaw's uh, last year with us. He retired after 24 and a half years at Utah State Parks. This is a good thing for him. Um, it's going to be great for him to only work one job for once um, in a long, long time, and he'll have more time to spend with his family, his wife and kids. Jeremy's son has joined the Marines, and his daughter is chomping at the bit to leave for college. So it's really great that he'll be able to spend some precious time with them, even though it means we're losing the best manager I've ever worked for. Jeremy has worked at Antelope, of course, at Hiram and East Canyon State Parks. He's been here since 2011, and I don't know, but I think this one is his favorite. Uh, Jeremy's pride comes from his staff being successful and doing what is important to them. And to me, that's what makes him 
an amazing leader. Good leaders give their charge the tools and support that they need to accomplish their own jobs. And Jeremy does that. We never feel like we are under his thumb to do our jobs. He never you know, makes us do our jobs the way he wants or envisions. He hires good people with good ideas to do good jobs, and then he trusts us to do it and to get it done. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if he, if he's giving you the tools and the support to do your job and you don't, you are going to be pulled into his office and the door will, will get closed. That, that happened very rarely. We're a pretty, we're a pretty good team, but it does happen. On the other hand, I've gone into his office and closed the door and talked to him about my own frustrations and the things that were frustrate, you know, making me unsatisfied in my job and my position here. And his response is always, what do we do to make it better? Let's fix this. So, of course, some things are cultural and not an easy fix. So he's always encouraged us to get out and experience the magic on the park. Sometimes we all just need a reminder that we have the best job in the world, no matter what's happening up the ladder. Those reminders um, can come from just sitting on a rock on the Mountain View Trail and having a golden eagle soar overhead while a curious bighorn sheep inches closer. We are so lucky to be responsible for taking care of this amazing place. And thanks to Jeremy for nudging us to remember that on the hard days. On a personal level, uh, Jeremy offered me a job on May 4th, 2013, a day I won't forget because it changed my life. I will say that I was his second offer after a second round of interviews, (laughs) Um, but I won't hold that over his head. I am so grateful that he did take a chance on me and brought me into this amazing family at Antelope Island. Um, it's, it's, It's going to be a hard day for us. Change is scary. But he has helped all of us develop our own successful programs out here. And we're in a really good place. He's leaving a really empowered staff behind. So the new park manager, whoever that ends up being, is going to be able to just hit the ground running. Jeremy's promised us that he'll keep participating in the annual bison roundup. We don't let people leave the roundup duties and helping with the working, of course, of the bison afterwards. So, so we'll still see him around. We've got a lot of great projects in the works for 2024. We will be breaking ground on our visitor center expansion very soon, probably this spring. This is going to triple the footprint of our existing center and offer much needed space for our growing visitation. We're also putting together a new park strategic plan, so we will be gathering input on that very soon. Thanks for listening to this extended episode of the Antelope Island State Park Podcast. Your park is open every day from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can find current park conditions and events at our website at antelopeisland.utah.gov. Follow us on Facebook at Antelope Island SP, Instagram at Antelope Island State Park, Twitter or X or whatever it's called uh, at Antelope SP. And if you're within about 50 miles of our causeway, you can pick up our radio station at AM 530. See you on the island.